The Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the sixth chapter. Immediately, Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side, to Bethsaida, while he dismissed the crowd. And after he had taken leave of them, he went up on the mountain to pray. And when evening came, the boat was out on the sea, and he was alone on the land. And he saw that they were making headway painfully, for the wind was against them. And about the fourth watch of the night, he came to them walking on the sea. He meant to pass them by, but when they saw him walking on the sea, they thought it was a ghost and cried out, for they all saw him and were terrified. But immediately he spoke to them and said, Take heart, it is I. Do not be afraid. And he got into the boat with them, and the wind ceased, and they were utterly astonished, for they did not understand about the loaves, but their hearts were hardened. When they had crossed over, they came to land at Gennesaret and moored by the shore. And when they got out of the boat, the people immediately recognized him and, be, and ran about the whole region and began to bring the sick people on their beds to wherever they heard he was. And wherever he came, in villages, cities, or countryside, they laid the sick in the marketplaces and implored him that they might touch even the fringe of his garment. And as many as touched it were made well. This is the Gospel of the Lord. I bring you grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. It is great to be here at St. John. The text, the words of Jesus, he spoke to his disciples who were on the boat in the midst of the chaos. Take courage, it is I. Don't be afraid. Recently, a favorite seminary professor and I were having a conversation. He was talking to me about a young man who had just finished his seminary training. He had gone through the four years of college at one of our Concordias, gone through the four years of seminary, including vicarage. He had been ordained in his home congregation, installed in his new congregation, his first congregation, and it was his first day on the job Monday morning. His books were unpacked. His desk was ready to go. And he sat there thinking, now what do I do? He had enough courage to call his, one of his seminary professors that Monday morning. The phone was answered. And he said, now what do I do? Well, we know that's not going to be your vicar, right? <laughs> now what do I do? I'm a brand new district president a little bit with the deer in the headlights thing. And there's plenty to do. But I have sat and thought to myself, now what do I do? I mean, I've been a parish pastor for 28 years. I figured that out on a good day. What about you? Now what do I do? What's next? The Gospel reading this morning is so instructive. Jesus had just fed the 5,000 plus. And he sends the disciples away on the boat, but I don't know if you noticed it or heard it, but Jesus dismisses the people. It's not like he's out of here, I got other important things to do. 
but he dismisses the people. He expresses a farewell to them. Now, I've been watching your pastors. They not only dismiss, but they actually greet, and it looks like they're happy you're here. And you're happy to be here. I tell you that because I don't see that in every place. And at the end of the service, your pastor is going to bless you. He's going to dismiss you with Jesus' blessing. What's next? Jesus goes to pray all alone. He is the great high priest. He prays to the Father, for he is fulfilling his mission to seek and to save the lost and give his life as a ransom for many, for you. He certainly prayed for the men and women and children he had fed. He prayed for the disciples who were on the boat, and he is the great high priest. So we know he prayed for us. The disciples are out on the lake. I love the text. Jesus saw the disciples straining the oars because the wind was against them. Now many of them are experienced fishermen, I'll have you know. They were tired and it was hard work. Have you ever noticed that life can be hard work too? The wind was against them. Have you ever felt like the wind was against you? Like you never got a break, that sometimes you wanted to give up, sometimes you wanted to run away. What's next? I want to hide. Do you ever just want to hide? And the sea, biblically, is often a place opposed to God, a place of chaos. And so when you read in the book of Revelation that in the new heaven and the new earth there's no longer any sea, the Redeemer will take the chaos away because he is the Prince of Peace. Chaos? Do you have any chaos going on? Chaos in our country? Have you watched the news lately? Washington, Springfield? Do you ever have any chaos in your family, in your marriage? Churches experience chaos. My own souls had chaos. Yours? The disciples are straining. They've been straining all night. When will this be over? And it seems like they see a ghost. But it's Jesus. He's about to pass by. Just as the Lord passed by Moses, it seems like Jesus is going to pass by the weary disciples. They think he's a ghost. But this is the Lord of creation, the Lord of heaven and earth, and he rules the sea, and he is the peace in the midst of chaos. While the disciples do not identify Jesus, the good news is that Jesus identifies them as his own. And he identifies you as well. In the chaos, Jesus shows up. And Jesus speaks up. Not only to those disciples on the boat, but he speaks up to you today. Take courage, it is I. Stop being afraid. We need to hear our Savior say that to us today as well. Yes, he is the Lord God Almighty, the Lord of creation, and he cares about little old me and little old you. And he climbs into the boat. 
He climbs into our sinful world. He climbs into your life and mine. And he gives us eternal life because he gives his life and he rises again. He speaks up and he shows up and he is not intimidated by the chaos and you and I should not be intimidated by the chaos either. It's not a ghost. It's the Savior. Mark remarkably says these words, they did not understand about the loaves, the feeding of the 5,000, that he was the bread of life. What's next? They get to shore. And Jesus has compassion on more people. This is why he came. He is more than a miracle worker. He is a savior. He brings the reign of God to the sea, and he brings the reign of God to the land. He brings the reign of God to you and to me. He helps the disciples and the crowds. And he saves us from our sin. What's next? Now what do I do? Well, I get to be here at St. John's and I get to thank you that you bear witness to Jesus Christ in word and deed. You bear witness to the Savior in your generosity. I have enjoyed worshiping with you and watch what you do on Sunday morning. But we know that other things happen throughout the week. You are involved in the PADS program in your community. Your Christmas sharing is generous. You show mercy and care in the name of Jesus. You provide food and clothes for the poor. You have a thriving preschool. You are involved in the mission of Jesus in the Dominican Republic and work in Spain. You are involved in mission work in Russia and right here in Wheaton. You are partners in the Gospel of Jesus in the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, our church family, and you are ready and willing to be partners with the Northern Illinois District. You recently hosted a pastor's conference and you excelled at hospitality. Your pastors are always ready and willing to serve and have a heart for other pastors. Now I served in Belvedere and I have to tell you that your lurk trailer is too big. <laughs> the people in Belvedere, we got a little trailer and they said, why can't we have a big trailer like they have in Wheaton? And I said, because we're in Belvedere. We're not in Wheaton. But I know you have a team of people that go with that trailer. And you do the work of Jesus on the land and in the chaos because you belong to him. We are partners in the gospel. Take courage. It is I. Stop being afraid. Thank you for your partnership in the gospel. And I got good news for you. In the midst of the chaos around us, it's not a ghost. It's a Savior, crucified and risen, your Savior, my Savior, and the Lord of creation. We follow him. God bless you as you bear witness to the gospel. Be courageous. It is I. Stop being afraid. Amen.